say amen. Amen. Come and praise him. Yes, yes. Come to worship the Lord. Yeah. Why don't you tell him for you? Amen. Do you know him? All right. Amen. Why did you come out this morning? I came out to worship and praise the Lord. Wake up and say, God is good. Amen. He's good all the time. I'm going to worship this morning. So, earth is the one who rules the earth. The world is made that will be. Lift up the head of the gate. You can lift them up, you can have the glory. And King of Glory shall come in. Who is this King of Glory? The Lord of hosts, he is. Thank you. 
I say that I, I pray that everybody's ready. Yes, because it's coming. And we all know it's coming. Yes. It's coming sooner than later. Yes. So just get your house going. Yeah. And like I said, I pray for this church yes. as a whole. Yeah. The devil runs through it just like any other church. Yes. But I pray that you just keep everything upon you. Yes. And keep your business first. So yes. as I end this prayer today, say thank you for giving the people here. I, I, it's a glory day for me because. I see my sister today. Yeah. I see her when I put her together, but I haven't seen her in church. Yeah. And God knows what's on her heart. Yeah. And I'm praying for my sister day in and day out. And if you don't know who I'm talking about, it doesn't matter if you found her. Yeah. It's all that matters. So yeah. I'm going to say to my sister, I love you. And thank you for coming into the house of God today. Yeah. And I pray that God will get you back and do your will. Yeah.
Good morning. Uh, 
What you saw was, was you able to write something when you first started writing? Were you able to write anything at all? Were you able to write something? Can you go to write something? All you're able to do is she made up in reference. She wants to say anything. Boy, I don't want to bet this. Everybody soon will hand you a piece of paper. You will get the right to eat and right. But you couldn't because something's wrong with the kids, not everything's working right. Sometimes you play the kids you couldn't. Did you get a chance to throw yet? We'll get to you. And the reason why it wasn't working right was that the screen wasn't. So the screen is a critical part of the of the piece. So if we were to take the piece of Anything you want, it works, right? Even more Were you able to use the pen rightly? And you were so were you? So were you, right? You was able to drop. That's because everything now is working like it's supposed to, all the better than the pen. Because the screen wasn't in there, all the components weren't working right, so the pen didn't work. The same thing applies to the church. All of you all, even as members, anybody that accepts the Lord and becomes part of God's church, all has to work together. Bible tells us all things work together for the good of those that love the Lord. So if you love the Lord, all things work together means you won't be like the king first without the spring. Maybe your life is to be the spring to work with the church, to work with other youth, not only reach your youth within your church, but also reach the youth outside the church. Because then you can be an example that will bring them in because you work in your church, you work through your church, you can reach those that are not in church. Any questions this morning? Understand what we went through? All things working together. What? For the good of those who For the good of those who love the Lord. God bless you.
church said amen. Amen. Thank you so much. That is the church of the future. Amen. 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 Always good to say praises to our Lord. There will be left on the earth. Shame to pray. 
unchanged prayer. Because if you have ever received a blessing from the Lord, what's keeping you from praying? Amen. Because if God's been good to you, you ought to be willing to pray. That's right. We worship Him for who He is. We praise Him for what He's done, what He's doing, and what He has yet to do. So unashamed prayer. The Bible says, if you are ashamed of me, this time, I'll be ashamed of you before my father. I'm not ashamed of you. I don't know about you, I'm not ashamed of you. Y'all talk back to me this I'm not ashamed of you. God been good to me. In today's society, we can look around us and see all kinds of needs. We know people that may be dealing with health issues. Some may have financial problems. Others may be jobless. And some may be homeless. Some may have unruly or disrespected children. Some may be lonely even in a busy, bustling world. Yeah. Others may be locked up in jail or prison or just locked away in their own mind. Yeah. We have people who are hungry and have no food to eat. Yeah. And we have others who have food but are unable to eat because they have no desire to eat. Yeah. For those looking for peace of mind in a bottle of alcohol or weed, there are people looking for a job so they can take care of their family. And families looking just for someone to care. We have children needing parents and a stable home. We have the elderly looking for a caring, helping hand. There are people that need medicine, but don't have the ability to pay for it. Yeah. Yeah. There are abused men, women, and children in need of help and support. Yeah. We have people and families dealing with family members suffering from chronic health conditions, requiring constant support and attention. Yeah. And we all know someone who may be dealing with autism, ADD, ADHD, Alzheimer's, yeah. cancer, diabetes, excessive obesity, COPD, high blood pressure, low blood pressure, high cholesterol, heart issues, back issues, feet problems, or eye problems. Just the things people have to deal with. We all have some needs in this life. Even with all the advances made since the biblical days until now, we still see people with needs. Yes, but we don't want to stop there. Let's bring it into the church. The church today still has needs too. Right. Preachers, teachers, yeah. deacons, yeah. trustees, yeah. clerks, ushers, yeah. Sunday school teachers, choir yeah. members, missionary workers, Kitchen workers, janitors, musicians, youth leaders, just simply servants willing to serve the Lord. Yeah. Uh, uh, the church still needs what a lot of folks taken for granted. Yeah. Uh, when we came into the church as a young child, you saw other folks doing God's service. That's right. That's right. The youth are the service for the future. But in the meantime, in the in-between time, what are you doing to serve the Lord right now? Uh, when you 
today is what do you do after you receive him? Now in the text, we see where Peter and John were on their way to afternoon prayer, being it says the ninth hour, or in other words, prevenient. The culture of the people was to attend prayers three times a day. Morning, afternoon, and evening with dust. This healing event was after Jesus had been killed and the Holy Spirit had arrived at Pentecost. The Jews were still challenging the followers of Jesus and holding to their established tradition. Peter and John, having received the Holy Spirit, were focused on telling the Jews about the Lord. Yeah. At the same time, a crippled man was placed at the temple entrance called beautiful to beg for arms for his daily routine. There were several gates to the temple, but the beautiful gate had a large number of people entering through it. So it stands to reason the beggar wanted to be where he could get the most action. Why would you want to go and stand at a gate which nobody's going through? He's there to beg for some arms. So naturally, where would you want to be except in the biggest place, the best gate, where most of the people are going to. Uh, 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 the giving of arms was a point of emphasis for the Jewish faith. So he probably expected to receive arms from the crowd entering the temple. Why would you want to go to a place where the, the expectation is that you're not going to get anything? And don't forget that this particular beggar had been coming here day after day after day after day to the temple looking for him. Because guess what? He knew that the Jewish people put something into getting him. Right? Uh, uh, the, the text tells us that he was outside the temple looking for help. We all stand in need of some help somewhere. So he at least went outside the temple to look for some help. Uh, his friends helped him get to the temple. They helped him to the temple. But what kind of friends are they when they didn't help him into the temple? See, you got a lot of friends that help you get outside the church. But a true friend helps bring you into the church. Because the help isn't outside the church door. The help that we all see is on the inside of the church. Right? If they were believers who went on into the temple to worship, why would they not take time to bring him inside with them? Too often Christians will tell somebody to come to church, but you won't bring them to church. I come and go to church instead of come and go with me Sunday morning to church. Yeah. Well, they talk, well, I ain't got no way. I'll come get you. <laughs> Well, I ain't got nothing to wear. Wear what you got. I got a shirt you can wear. I got a blouse you can wear. Too many people want to tell somebody to come and get help, but you won't want to bring them into the church where the help comes from. So let's talk a little bit this morning about, I talk about the why, the when, and who we are to pray. Because we're all standing in need of some help somewhere along the way. And the question I asked you earlier, what do you do after you receive that? Notice in the text that the man had been crippled since birth. Since he had been like this since his birth, it was likely 
that he would have sought medical help at some point in his life. His parents probably sought help for him as soon as they became aware of his condition. Parents always want to help their children. Well, let's put that in the newspaper. Parents should always want to help their children. Why do we people today have kids who want to push them off on somebody else? Time was, the Bible says that the mother and the father ought to love their children. Didn't say you can have them and give them up. Didn't say you can have them and expect somebody else to raise them. The Bible says that you got blessed with life. That life is your responsibility. That's right. It's your responsibility not only to put a roof over their heads, not only to give them food to eat, it's to give them an opportunity to get a relationship with the Lord. Right. They have too many babies having babies. Well, why the babies having babies? Because nobody took them into church house. I was spending the time. You know, we're quick to point the finger at some girl when she makes a mistake. But we're often forget about the boy because it's too too to make that mistake. Don't you know all of us really need to help somewhere along the line? Where the best place they can do is coming to the church house. And what we ought to do is welcome them. Guess what? If the church doors are closed for people to make a mistake, make a mistake, don't you know this building be empty We all stand in the need of help at somewhere along the line. Uh, uh, but you understand his parents probably had something to help him in his condition. As the text calls him a man, we know he is not a child or a young man. Her Jewish custom. Uh, this lets us know he has been in this condition for quite a long time. Well, sometimes it's Christian. We don't understand that God ain't going to fix it right, right now like he wanted. We got to get out of this microwave society mentality. Well, Lord, I got a budget on the left foot. Want you to fix it right now. Lord, uh, uh, I lost a job yesterday, so guess what? I want a new job tomorrow. Lord, and you put me in the hospital on Monday, I want to be out by Wednesday. <laughs> uh, you want the Lord to bless you right now. Whatever now is, you've got to have a little patience and allow it to work. This beggar has been in this condition for a long time. Can you understand that he's been coming there daily all the time, so it wasn't nothing new to him. Uh, this let us know that he's been coming here all this time. You know, he probably tried just a little bit of everything. To heal his body. Did you hear some friends? Come on over here. I got a Colt 45. You can drink it. You won't have no problem. Come on over here. What I got in the deal will work all right. It'll take away your problem of the world. Don't you know? Don't go to the church house. All they're going to do is stop talking, put you down, come out and hang in the club with me, walk in my shoes. And guess what? Don't you know? I'll make you forget all about you. Don't you know? He's probably tried a little bit of everything. And don't look at the train. You tried a little bit of everything too. Come on, man. That he's probably tried a little bit of everything to heal his body. Yeah. If you're pain in your body, they tell you to take four towel off. Why do you take five? Because you need it. Okay. So we can imagine his 
I'm fine. Even on the way into the temple, just like the church house, I'm sure there was some believers, some holy and sanctified Christians, saw him shaking out the can, and said, arms, arms, and you know what we did? Mm. Quite right on right. A few of us, if you get smart, I ain't going to the beautiful gate. I'm going to run around and go to the other side. Because when I go back to the beautiful gate, Sister Williams over there makes sure he can get my arm. He ain't no Christian. I got to keep the looks up. I got to keep the perception. Right? But don't you know, sitting outside there, there were some folks that walked right on by on their way into the temple. So you can imagine him coming day after day, just complacency and hoping. And he just asked on. And he asked John Peter, and he doesn't pay any more attention to him. Uh, he just makes this standard request. Uh, uh, I'm sure some people continue to walk on by. But in verse 4, it says, Peter and John had to call his attention back to them. Uh, what does that mean? That means that Peter and John, on their way into the temple, right, saw somebody right, that was needing some help. That wasn't being like the rest of the folks walking on by. What did Peter and John do? They got his attention. Don't you know, sometimes it took mom and dad to get your attention. What am I talking about? Well, when you stay out too late, help me somebody. Come on, man. Stay out too late. Mom and daddy got your attention. What am I talking about? Well, the next day, you walk the school and tell the bathroom. Well, the next time you said, Mama, I'm going out with the boys. We went out and stayed on the corner. Mama said, No, you're not going in your room. Every now and then, right, somebody got to get your attention. Don't you know, aren't you glad one day in your life the Lord got your attention? <laughs> uh, 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 so Peter and John, uh, uh, they, they, they tell him in verse 4 uh, to get his attention to focus on him. Uh, doesn't this remind you of some of us in our life situations? We feel that nothing we do seems to fix uh, it. You try everything, everybody, everywhere, and still nothing happens. And just like the crippled beggar, my God is trying to get your attention. Don't you know there's too many people walking out there in the world that got focused on everything else but worshiping and serving the Lord? Don't you know that sometimes, every now and then, Christians, we stick out like an odd thumb? Well, don't you know that's all right? Because sometimes you never know sticking out like an odd thumb might cause somebody to look your way, just like Peter and John. Got this poor beggar attention. He was sitting there, probably hopeless, thinking all I'm asking for is some arm. Don't you know? Can you see that beggar? Look at him, call himself a Christian. Walk around finally, didn't even give me a dime. Right? I, and look at him. He got all kinds of money. He got sheep over the fire here. He got cattle over the other hill. Walk around past me, wouldn't give me a dime. Um, um, what if that was the Lord asking you for some help? What would they do? They went Jesus. Stood up off the ground and took off that beggar's clothes. I wonder what they said. Lord, forgive me. Well, it might be too late. But don't you know we all stand to need us help every now and then? This beggar had been sitting there. These people had been walking past him, doing everything that they were, were was walking around past him. Can't you see him sitting there? I, I, I'm asking some harm. So there's somebody there dropping some coins in, but Peter and John got his attention. And don't you know, when they got his attention, right, uh, uh, they tell him to look on them uh, because we all are standing in the need of something every now and then. I don't know about you, but sometimes God has got to get my attention. Well, what are you talking about? Sometimes we got so blessed, we take our eyes 
of the prize. As Christians, we got to be careful. We got to always realize where our blessings come from. Right. A Christian ought not to ever be without some hope. Right? Right. The world is full of those who can tell you don't hope for nothing. Right? But a Christian knows, no matter what the world brings, no matter what goes my way, I'm going to hold on to the unchanged hand. Because all my help comes from the Lord. All of us need some help every now and then. Don't you know, uh, Peter and John wanted to share that with this, with this blind beggar. Don't you know, they wanted to share what they had with him. Because it tells us there in the verse 4 that they called his attention back to them. Uh, that reminds us so much of us. And we try to do everything we can to fix it. We try everything, everywhere, everybody. We do everything we can to fix it. But don't you know, some things in this world you just can't fix the only thing you can do is turn it over to the Lord. Uh, just like the triple back, maybe God is trying to get your attention. Uh, Peter and John had to get his focus right for him to receive his blessing. He was busy looking around for a worldly blessing, and a spiritual blessing was right in front of him. Don't you miss your spiritual blessing of being focused on worldly things? Why do we praise him? Because stand Psalm 145, stanza 8 says, The Lord is gracious and full of compassion, slow to anger, and of great mercy. This story of the lame man is an example of why we should praise the Lord. Christians understand and hold to 145 and 3. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. God got your attention this morning. Are you willing to praise him because of what he's done and what he's doing and what he has yet to do? Yeah. Peter and John got this man's attention. Peter and John are on their way to pray at the temple when they encounter this man. They are ready to go into the temple with all the other people entering through the gate. The text tells us that the man was placed here today so he could see lots of people Friends didn't take him to the gate where he wouldn't see nobody. Uh, he was begging where he figured he would get the best result. Well, don't you know it's something about human nature? If you know where you can get to the best result, wouldn't you want to be there? Uh, if they told you, if you meet me down at the courthouse Monday afternoon at 3 o'clock, all mortgages will be paid 100%. I bet you beat anybody else to be the first one there to get the best results. Right? If they said, meet me at the hospital, Wednesday night, 9 p.m., at that time, all diseases will be cured. I bet you'd be the first one at the hospital. Well, don't you know the same applies to the temple, the church of God? Peter and John wanted to give him the best help that they could give him. So they told him, focus on us. He had been begging where they were. The Texas, he had placed him there daily. Some people gave him arms, otherwise he would have not have come there every day. But these people were not like Peter and John, who actually stopped to help. Not only did they make sure they got his full attention, right, uh, when he was doing this, but they also gave compassion uh, for him to share what they had with him. Uh, in verse 6, we see where they told him that they had no money to give him, but they would give him what they did have. Don't you know, Christians, I'm still worried about what kind of money you can give somebody. Don't you know you got a better gift than money? Why? 
You give it off as a better gift. This money. I get to give and a gift to receive. Y'all looking at me like I'm crazy. Well, let me break it down to you. Don't you know money can't buy your topic? Money can't get you in the hell. I'd much rather you give me an opportunity to get to know the Lord than give me a Jesus. But guess what? I don't trust Jesus. Some of you know God got something for you, but you got to come to the church house. You got to come to be a part of this party of that time's leaders. Then you will get the best But they had compassion for him, uh, and they wanted him to, to, to give him the best of what they had. You see, they could have kept on walking like some others did that day. Or they could have just prayed for him. You know how we Christians say it's classic. <laughs> but the Holy Spirit intervened on behalf of the living man. Peter and John stopped and acted on behalf of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, who blessed the man's feet and ankles. As Christians, we need to have compassion for our brothers and sisters. Compassion comes from loving others enough to act on behalf of Jesus, giving him all the praise. Uh, this layman has just received a blessing and a healing miracle, and he begins to praise God. It's not about how much money, power, or material thing we can give someone, but it's about the love of God we can share. Don't you know love is an action word? If too many people throw the four-letter word, L-O-V-E, love around, without fully understanding his meaning, a mother and daddy love their children means that they will make sure they eat before they eat. Right? They make sure they got something to clothe them with. They got to make sure that when they send them out to the world, they are at least prepared as best they can. Love is an action word. Well, uh, you walk in the in the church house, right, with your basket full of food, and you say, Brother Randall, I love you. And then you walk on by knowing I was starving before you walked through the door. What kind of love is that? I, I love you to death, right? But I see you on the way to the jail cell. Instead of walking up to you, say, Brother and sister, it's going to be all right. Instead of walking up, I knew they going to be locked up. <laughs> what kind of love is that? Love, Peter and John had compassion on him. So they wanted to give him the best that they could give him. So they gave him an opportunity to, to look on. And they said, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. So they were coming on behalf of the Lord, right? And the Holy Spirit intervened on behalf of this man. Because uh, guess what? The Holy Spirit was the one who had him be there at that particular time. You do know God will have his person at the particular person, at the particular place, at the particular time to have the particular result that he wants to have. Well, what are you talking about? You didn't be there if he didn't want you there. If you got a blessing, God put you there to receive your blessing. Too often, we miss our spiritual blessing because we too were busy looking for a worldly blessing. I tell you what, I'd much rather have God's spirit, God's favor, than a thousand dollars. But somebody give you a thousand dollars, you'll break your neck to get it. But the church doors are closed wide open, salvation is free, and we still can't get people to come in here the word of the Lord. God, compassion comes from loving others to act on behalf of Jesus, giving him all the praise. Whatever the blessing we receive, we need to be like this lame man 
the Lord right then. I'm letting the world know that the Lord is good and he's worthy to be praised. Too many Christians want to house up your prayer. Well, what we're talking about? Well, I come into the church house on Sunday, right? And I'm looking good, feeling good. All of y'all are praising me. So I can stand here and I can praise you. But what about when you're in the midst of the devil's deed? With all your friends, all your homeboys, all your brothers, all your best buds, right? Tell you, come on, let's do this. Are you willing to stand flat for them bold and say, I am a child of the king and I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to participate. I'm going to stand here. I'm going to be the sore thumb that sticks out. And don't you know, all you got to do is say, Lord, have mercy on me. Stand up and praise him when you get your blessing. Too many times you want to bless him when we're in the church house. And it's all right to praise him. Why you here? But don't tell me if your only time you get blessed is when you come into the church house, you need to check yourself before you wreck yourself. Because I got some bad news for you. You might not know the Jesus that I know. Because Jesus I know blessed me this morning right. on the way to the church house. Don't you know you didn't have to be here? That's right. That's right. God has been too good to us to not praise him. Look at this lame man. He was there. He got up and immediately he started praising. And family, if we look at the praise, give me the text. We just talked about the why. We done talked about the meaning. Or the meaning, meaning. Right? No, don't worry about praising. Yeah, this is what we say. Mm, well, I, I wish I get home tonight. Oh, thank you. In my prayer tonight. Noontime. You should make it something that the Lord will let you be here. Oh, you're, you're, you might not make it tonight. Prayer. You do know the next minute is not guaranteed to come to any of us. So you have to praise him while you yet have a chance. Uh, you got to look at the inside of this plain man. He was sitting there looking for a world of blessing. And what did he get? He got a spiritual blessing. Look at his reaction. He immediately, once he got up, started to pray. Uh, verse 7 states, immediately his feet and ankles became strong, and he leaped up to stand, but he didn't stop there. As he started walking and leaping and praising God, notice that he did not start praising Peter and John. Uh, he realized that where his help had, had came from. Uh, he didn't worry about praising Peter and John because Peter and John were looking for praise. Too many Christians want to be about helping somebody, but we want to get the praise. You better be careful trying to steal God's praise. Right? He said, I'm a jealous God. Don't you know he's a God that deserves our praise? He deserves your praise. He deserves my praise. If you did something to help somebody, don't you know that was not you? That was the God that was in you? Uh, but you know that he didn't start praising Peter and John for a blessing. He must have known something about the Lord. It was the Holy Spirit that had Peter and John single this man out out of all the beggars there. Don't you know he wasn't the only beggar there? Don't you know there was other folks there begging? Don't you know somebody had to point him out? Don't you know the Holy Spirit that pointed him out to both Jack Peter and John? Uh, uh, be careful when you help someone. Don't get caught up in thinking that you did it all on your own. However, you were able to help. It was a God in you that put you in a position to help. In verse 6, Peter says to the layman, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. Amen. Notice that the man didn't waste any time giving God the praise he deserved. 
the text says, as he was walking and leaping, going into the temple, as he was praising God, can you see him not worrying about what those around him were thinking? Don't you know, on his way into the principle. Let me back up and read it. But I said, on his way into the temple. Well, let me back up and rewrite again. I said, on his way into the temple. Well, don't feel like God. On your way in the church, Lord, have praise on your heart. He would praise him on the way into the temple. He didn't wait. I got to wait until I'm all the way down to the first people. And I can praise him. And I had to find him. He left me. He was right there and started praising him. We Christians got our word about when you come through the church doors, leave the word outside. You are coming here and get the help that we need, help that we need inside the church. He was worried about what those around him were thinking, whether they agreed or disagreed, whether they thought he was showing up or just thought he was acting crazy. He was praising the Lord for his blessing. We need to praise God for what he's done to us. Don't wait for tomorrow, because tomorrow is not promised to anyone. This text was letting the world know that he was not ashamed to praise the Lord. It was the Lord who blessed him more than he asked for or deserved. Ought to be a thank you, Jesus, right there. Somebody in here been blessed more than he asked for and truly more than we deserve. He wasn't waiting until the next Lord said he's praising. I repeat that. I said he wasn't waiting until the next Lord said he's praising. He didn't wait until a hymn song was sang to get him in the mood to praise him. Uh, he didn't need a fervent prayer to move him to pray. The beggar had been lame since birth, and now he could walk on his own. He was praising the Lord on his way into the temple because he wasn't ashamed to own him. The church needs more blessed beggars today who are praising him on the way into the temple for what he's already done. Right? But that's only part of the question. Because if you praise him for what he's already done, you should be praising him for what he's doing right now. Don't you know he's giving you air to breathe? Right now. He's getting you ears to hear his word. Right now. He's getting you moving in your mirror. Right now. He's allowed you to have some reason to feel the Holy Spirit down on the inside. Right now. You ought to be praising like there's no tomorrow. But don't you know there may be no tomorrow. We don't know when he's coming back. But I do believe he is coming back. Church needs more of these blessed beggars today. More disciples like Peter and John to go and share what they have with anyone looking for help because we all need some help somewhere because what he's done for us, he will do also for you. Psalm 150 and 6 says that everything that has breath, praise the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. Are you breathing this morning? I said, are you breathing this morning? But why are you looking at me Just a little. He got you up off your seat. 
quick baby. That's it, anybody? You can't do food for Health and strength. Woke you up to see another day. Put a roof over your head. Shoes on your feet. Clothes on your back. Air free. Eyes to see. Anybody out there? Fit that way. Have done anything for you, yeah. right? Hands to feel, yeah. ears to hear, yeah. a family to love and to be loved. Enemy that can't stop you, haters yeah. who can't abuse you, yeah. money to pay your bills. Yeah. Peace in the times of storm. Yeah. Rest when you are weary. Yeah. Strength for the journey. Yeah. Move in your lead. Sing in your heart. Yeah. Joy in your soul. Yeah. Are y'all looking at the place? I still want that to happen. Well, let me keep going here. A church family to be part of. Hello, you are a church family, aren't you? A church family to be part of. Don't you know there's somebody out there that doesn't have a church family? He's been a friend to the friend. Am I talking to anybody? A mother to the mother. A lawyer in the courtroom. A doctor in the sick room. Your friends over travel water. Your host for tomorrow. I got anybody here yet has an answer your prayer. Much mercy to suit your case and grace to lead you home. Grace about the name of Jesus Christ. And Jesus God said in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And we just got up. Right. 
registration. $45 barbecue dip off registration today. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. 